Hi, welcome. This is Megan, Kelsey, and Haley, and this is a Weird Sisters podcast. Fucking I'm a flower, growing taller every day, getting greener by the hour, and I don't care what people say. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Oh boy, that made me hot, dude. Which part? The all of it. <laughs> That's how they stay warm in Russia. Just drinking straight vodka. That makes sense because the first thing that happens is your heart rate is just like, what's up? What's up, bitch? Yeah, I've watched travel shows where it's like you just have shots of vodka with dinner. I think they'd all die without it. I work with a Russian lady, and according to her, it's more like, if you don't drink vodka, you're a stupid little bitch. (laughs) 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 At least, like, on the male side. So, Megan is going to be a cranky old British woman. Yeah. And I'm going to be a badass old Russian woman. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what are you, little bitch? Eat it. Drink it. <laughs> Haley's going to be a very, I would say, dramatic Italian woman. Maybe you'll become more dramatic with age. Maybe. I plan on becoming more stuck up with age. <laughs> you plan on it. I do. I've scheduled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the whole Italian side of my family is very dramatic. Most of them are dead. But From what... too much vodka? No, too much eating. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyways. (laughs) Should I start? Yeah. All right. Actually, I want to start this time. You want to start this time? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sweaty. Me too. (laughs) This is bad. I didn't... I didn't wear... Reliable deodorant. <laughs> this is my new position. It's because you're Russian. I'm not, though. It's like a ballerina. I'm not. All right. Welcome to the Weird Sisters podcast. We are a wine-fueled and anxiety-focused podcast where we bond over our awkward encounters, address and laugh at our anxieties, and run into strange conversations like... How to fix your shower sadness, at least for one shower... And the disturbing and horrifying way that I became a cult leader without realizing it. Thanks to my beautiful friends here. Good times. Uh, Every episode, we bring a bottle of wine. We're doing a white. It is summer. It is hot. We are sweating. We are sweating. Already. And very anxious to drink it. Um, Yeah, so at the end of each bottle, we're going to rate them on a custom scale by me and uh here goes uh i click my pin god damn it (laughs) i'm gonna open this wine it is you're supposed to get all of the (laughs) pen clicks out before we start i clicked my pen open so that i wouldn't do it and i got nervous and i clicked it (laughs) so no more pen for me (laughs) um this is called bonnet 
Bonnet? Bonnetty? Possibly. I think it would be... Bonnetty? Bonnet. I feel bonnet. like a bonnette would be... Bonnet? More Italian. But what's... What, is, what does the accent mark mean? A. I'm going to look it up. That's what I thought. Bonnetty? I don't know. But languages are weird, so who really knows? I'm going to Google it. Uh, Blanc de France. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the twist top so this isn't gonna be a very romantic sound and it's a very assaulting sound yeah. actually hey megan can you find a pencil for Haley since we have to take her clicky pen away from her no it's fine i'm gonna get her a pen with a cap on it Ooh, i will just do better like a lawyer is that is that even enough <laughs> it feels a little light yeah that's what i thought Yes, that is a much more comfortable and familiar weight. A familiar weight. Yeah. Are you still trying to figure out how to pronounce this wine, Megan? Yes. Okay. And it's upsetting because it is a French word, but when I Google how to pronounce it, the only examples it's giving me is how to pronounce Ugh. how to pronounce bonnet. Bonnet? And I know how to pronounce bonnet. And how to pronounce bonnet in French. I don't want... You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> it it's whatever we want. Cheers. <laughs> I think it's called bonnet. I think that's excellent. <laughs> Tight. I like it. I like it. Yeah, good. So... What's your week's been like? Bunch of bullshit. Awesome. Megan, how about you? pretty good lots of loki dope yeah real were we watching gilmore girls Mm. having a lot of arguments about it i'm very much team (laughs) emily he's always team lorelei we are re-watching the vampire diaries and we are both team elena sucks when is she gonna go into her coma and never come back i like how you're on the same team (laughs) Mm -hmm. how how's your week kaylee it was good yesterday me and kaylin went to yoga Ooh. did you do his hair before you went yes i did i bet he was so beautiful he was so beautiful um yeah apparently it was power yoga and i didn't know what is power yoga so it's not just stretching i mean it kind of is it's just like it's more like push-ups right um th- not in this class so much but it is more like strength focused and the room was really hot I was dripping, dripping sweat. So was it... That is how your chi flows. I just wanted to stretch. (laughs) (laughs) That's how your chi breathes. Okay, so I'm sorry. Third eye. Was it hot power yoga? It was... It wasn't like sauna hot, but it was... It was like a heated room. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh... It actually was good. It's just I didn't want it. <laughs> I didn't want that at that time. There's a guy behind me that like I looked. I could see him every time we went into like down dog because I could see him like underneath my legs between your legs. Uh, that's so awkward. Yeah, but he was doing down dog too, so, so I just could... saw the back of his head. Okay, that's better. <laughs> it's not like we made eye contact. <laughs> but if you had somehow met eyes, 
That would have been weird. I or he's it just sitting there, my life. He's just sitting there cross-legged, just staring at your ass oh. the whole time. Oh. But it didn't happen, so please continue. Yeah. <laughs> We're making the story worse than it is, it sounds like. It looked like he had just come off of a slip and slide. And at the end of a oh, class, poor guy. At the end of the class, it looked like somebody dumped a bucket of water over him and his mat. Like there was Ooh. a there was a pool around him. Did he fall ever? Like just from slipping? No. How? I don't know because I like I was sweating profusely, but I wasn't sweating as much as that guy, and I was slipping. Does he? Did he have suction cups for pores and skin? I didn't get that close. Okay, that's that's but it has to be what it is. Was he a squid? <laughs> did he have tentacles? Not that I could see. Was bulbous he g- head? <laughs> was he good? It wasn't at yoga? small. <laughs> yes, he was very good at yoga. Maybe like once you reach level ten in yoga, you—that's one of the rewards you get—is slip immunity. Yeah, maybe. Because mm. you learn how to like spread your weight evenly, and it just kind of holds you no matter how slippy you are. I really, feel. I really mm. appreciate that. Really like in-depth explanation but i was more just thinking like a video game it's like you can do this now level up (laughs) instant reward okay so possibly squid man you were looking Mm -hmm. at him between your legs that's a it it was the pool of sweat thing oh i already elaborated i'm so sorry (laughs) let me go into this a little bit um, I would love to go back to yoga classes, except um, I can't because I have a fear that I won't get a back spot on the wall because I can't have anyone look at how bad I'm doing, which is which sucks because I know yoga is very much like focus on your own body. Everyone's at a different level. Everyone's flow is different than yours. Adapt to your own body. Feel centered. And everyone is like that. <laughs> Even me when I'm doing it. (laughs) But I don't believe that people think that way towards me. And they think that you you shouldn't be here, you psycho. Not stretchy at all. So is it you think that they think that? Or do you just think that? It's a definite... Yeah, it's a projection for sure. But I also... Yeah, I just have to be in the back. Mm -hmm. I I have to be in the back. It's like a... It's like imposter imposter syndrome creeping it could yeah it could be um but i like i almost straight up left one time oh my god (laughs) yeah i mean that sounds like what it is or i could just be putting that on you (laughs) right now because i've been like reading a book about that it's really good i've read three chapters so far and there's so much to unpack in there that is taking me like weeks that sounds intense. It does. It is a little bit. It's actually mostly about, um, like, more, like, career-wise imposter syndrome, but it also kind of relates to social situations. What's it called? It's called... I actually have to pull that up on my phone because it's a weirdly long title. <laughs> Are you going to get over your imposter syndrome and why it's ridiculous that you even thought that in the first place? <laughs> it's... An, it, Pretty much that long, dude. What were you going to say, Kelsey? That was good. I liked it. 
like that. I'd re- I would read that book. <laughs> so what was it? How to get over your imposter syndrome and why did you even think that in the first place, you dumb bitch? Yeah. That's not, I don't think, this, but yeah, that's, an, that's the gist. Yeah. Okay. It's called The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, <laughs> colon, Why Capable People Suffer from the Imposter Syndrome and How to Thrive in Spite of It. That's a good title. It's a long title. It's very long. <laughs> yeah. Who's it by? Valerie Young. Nice. E-D-D. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need you to make sure you let us know what you learn, especially about the social situation aspects of it, because that's all I deal with when it comes to imposter syndrome. And the reason I'm going to rely on you for this is because if it's taking you how long to read three chapters, like a month? I, like a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks to read three chapters. Mm-hmm. Okay. My favorite time to read is at night because it's what makes me go to sleep. Yeah. And I typically read anywhere from five minutes to 30 minutes. So if I'm reading five minutes every night, it's going to take me like a year to get through three chapters. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm probably never going to be able to read this book. Yeah. It is fairly short. Um, but yeah, I mean, to start with like, it could be things from your childhood. Think of a time where like you wanted to do something and somebody told you you would you weren't capable enough or mm-hmm. and then there were other things related directly to women um like it kind of shed light on like the gender pay gap too because like she has like st- statistics in there and it's like eight times the amount of men ask for more money when they get offered a job mm. than women Mm. and like that makes sense well because women are just like yes i got it they chose me over someone else i'm just gonna take what i get yeah or you just feel so lucky that you got it that you're gonna take whatever you can get mm-hmm. well, let's, let's hold on one quick second okay have either of you ever negotiated for a higher salary no no yeah me neither yeah but my husband has yeah Yep. Were both of your yeses an agreement of yes, mine has as well? Yes. Yes. What the fuck, man? <laughs> We're so basic. I think it's just like, I don't know, I don't know for sure if Andy has, um, but I, I think it's just kind of like a they know their skill. That's kind of like that statistic. Did I say that right? Yeah. Statistic. It's a hard mm-hmm. word. It is. It's like Pacific and specific. <laughs> That's words that just like make your tongue trip and fall trip and fall down the stairs in front of all their friends Mm -hmm. um it's kind of like that statistic that i read where it's like when women apply for a job they won't apply unless they meet every single criteria that the job description gives where men only need to meet like 80 percent, and they'll apply for it anyway but women won't even apply for it unless they meet all of it yeah because they need to stand out that hard in a job interview yeah i get that too it's really frustrating it is because just because just just because i am a woman doesn't mean i have to do those things but i do it's my default and it's frustrating that that's that 
I have a default like that that most other women can relate to as well. You know another thing that's frustrating? I don't know if I want to now. <laughs> it's in that same chapter. I read like the rest of this chapter like last night and it made me so irritated. Is <laughs> <laughs> that um, even like the way that women say things stop it have don't <laughs> like uh like a weight to it so what she was saying and she put like her sources and shit was that um i try not to fuck this up <laughs> just cut this out for a second <laughs> Um. yeah so so basically what she was saying was if you speak in like a very direct and like a low pitch pitched voice you're seen as like bossy Hmm. but if you speak in a higher tone and a softer pitch you're seen you're seen as less competent okay i'm so hot right now (laughs) dude what you just said has summed up my entire working career of 12 years that's not right more than that 13 years yeah you just like you nailed it because people perceive you as bossy yes because i'm direct with people because i don't have time for bullshit mm-hmm. how okay it's hard to gauge the tone of your own voice am i bossy or am i incompetent to others i don't think you're either but i'm also a, a woman <laughs> also a woman and we don't work with you yeah i do lower my voice on calls when i need to get serious i'll like I'm sorry, but that's just not not happening right now. Or, like, if they're calling in questions and they're like, I'm interested in, like, signing up and doing this or buying this. I'm going to be like, oh, okay. All right. I'll help you. (laughs) It really just depends on the situation. Like, my tone changed. But I think that's everybody, maybe. Yeah. But it is. But it is is funny that you just have that, like, ingrained in your mind. Like, you know what tone of voice gets a certain thing done. Yeah. This is the no more bullshit tone of voice. I would say that makes you extremely competent because think about how some people that will just use the same tone of voice for everything they say and how often that can be misinterpreted and make somebody else mad. Whereas you, because I can, and me now, because I'm like, yeah, I do do the same thing. I've got like a different voice, a different energy for different types of situations. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm going to say this thing, so I need to say it like this. Yeah, change the way I say it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. But yeah, I'm still really irritated. I, my entire life, I have had male bosses. I've only had one female one before. Every single one of those male bosses said, you have an attitude problem. Huh. Mm-hmm. They said you have an attitude problem? said I have an attitude problem and that I am too bossy. It was the way I talk to people because I talk to them like, like it is. Like they're a grown-up. Like they're and a you fucking grown-up. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm not going to come up to you and be like, hey, can you please... Um, 
can you please go back over there and like um there's just like a few t-shirt piles that are just kind of a little bit messy can you just like go you know like just fix them up a little bit more okay thanks okay bitch if you folded that wall of t-shirts it should not be messy <laughs> I'm going to come to you and say, like, hey, did you fold this wall already? If they say, yeah, I'm going to say, well, you need to do it again because it's not good enough. Because it looks like shit. Yeah, that's it. That's the truth. You didn't do it well enough. Please go back and do it again. Yeah, you're, t- you're instructive and assertive. I wouldn't say that's bossy. I but need it- you to put me through a life coach class to teach me how to do that. Because <laughs> I definitely would be the boss to be like, um, did you do this or did someone else? Oh, you did it? It's just not how I envisioned. I'm just looking for something a little bit more neat. Do you mind doing it again? I'd really appreciate it if you could. But see, for me, the way that came across. Passive aggressive? Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Well, that explains my entire working career. Thank you for that. Because you can't fucking win, dude. You try to be nice and then you're incompetent or passive aggressive. And then or bossy. Or bossy. Yeah. It would only be bossy if it wasn't your job to say that, but it was. Haley, how would you handle the messy wall? Probably like Kelsey. <laughs> I never worked retail, That's so I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I also never had a manager position because I never asked. <laughs> yeah. I never asked either. Funny how things work out. See, I asked many times, and that's why I think my voice is the incompetent, incompetent voice. Because I always ask for a promotion and always ask for more responsibilities, and I never get it. I actually, the opposite happens to me. No one listens to me ever. But we're not going to dive into that right now. I had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should lower your voice. <laughs> Fucking listen to me. <laughs> Megan, mm-hmm. your bullshit is validated. Thank you. Okay, that's all. Now we can move on. Yeah. Um, I was reading once the way men and women write emails or just write in business <gasps> yes. mm-hmm. is different. Yeah, it is. Yes. Men have the tendency to be more, we are out of this, please, like, I need this. I need you to send it to me by this date. And women have the tendency to be like, hey, I need this from you. If can you, you don't just, mind. If you don't mind, <laughs> can you just get it to me by this date? If you have time, thank you so much. Instead of just being like, this is what I need, get it to me, because it's your job to do so. When I learned about that, I almost immediately had to course correct the way I wrote emails, because it made me so angry that I was falling into this thing that... The stereotype. Yes, thank you. I was about to be like, this thing that like a certain group of people do, like another group doesn't. Thank you. Yes, stereotype. Yeah. And it has taken, I think... Probably over a year to be like, I just like want to put an exclamation point in here, but I need to take it out. Yeah. Because that's the other thing too, is like generally men don't put exclamation points, but I'm sitting here like, I'm worried about how this is going to come across. I worry about stuff like that. So I'll put the exclamation points. I'm like, fuck this shit, dude. (laughs) If I were a dude or a dude were writing this to me, they wouldn't put it in here. It's fine. Right. It's been hard. I love the exclamation points. I like how they look. I like how <laughs> I am perceived. I'll change the verbiage if I need to sound more like serious in what I'm trying to say. But that thing will be littered with exclamation points. Well, at least three. I saw... Maybe just two. I think it was a tweet or something. 
of this girl just like writing an example of an email that she was sent for work and it was like here's here's a sentence followed by an exclamation point but here's another sentence to, to let you know that i'm not crazy so here's another one yeah. to prove my point <laughs> thanks so much <laughs> i've seen that it's amazing i feel like i feel like that's how i construct all emails it literally takes me sometimes 30 to 45 minutes to write a one paragraph response to somebody i have also done those like every day yes yeah every okay every day so every it's day. not okay because you write it out and then you're like i gotta go back and read oh it didn't flow right it doesn't sound right and what i'm trying to convey is not coming across properly and i then... will i will have 10 email tabs open all day and i'll just work on each one until <laughs> i perfect one and i'm like okay send it and then i'll go work on the next one what's your method Haley? I just open one. Well, actually, I have to psych myself up. Like, I open the, I open the email, I read it, and I take a second. And then I analyze what they said and where their exclamation points are. Mm, <laughs> if or any. not. Yeah. And then I make a judgment on where their head's at, how fast they need a response. Very important. And how would they like me to respond, which already, that's bullshit. I hate that. Yep. I'm just realizing that now. Thanks. Oh, dude, those emails that are just, oh, thank you so much. Do yeah. I email back? You're welcome. No. Or delete. You do not. You don't. Do delete. I email back? You're welcome. Don't even open it. Just delete that bitch. I think my favorite part about emailing, though, is even though it does cause a lot of anxiety sometimes um is just kind of you know like working from home in general it's about to be over really soon but just the fact that I can sit there and yell at my computer like I'm yelling at people but they can't actually hear me (laughs) that's my that's my my all-time favorite part that's a bonus yeah I like to see how hard I can roll my eyes oh dude when yeah if you're surrounded by people in an office, that's all you can do. Yeah. Like, how hard can I do this without anybody catching me or without hurting myself? Sometimes it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> like, legitimately, I feel like I pull my eye muscles. <laughs> oh. Okay. Can we get a custom scale? You sure can. On a scale of... I was going to ask for a pay raise, but... Instead, I got fired for being incompetent when I am a better worker than everybody else, too. (laughs) There's no gender pay gap. Oh, wait, I'm dead. This is heaven. That's a confusing 10. Well, heaven's a 10. Heaven is a 10, (laughs) but you are also dead. And it took until you died and went to heaven to have it didn't even equality happen. in the workplace. Yeah, but heaven yeah. automatically wins, though. Even if it, suppo- yeah. it wins over dying. Like, yeah. when you get to heaven, you're not going to be like, you'll probably be like, oh, nerds, I died. But <laughs> nerds, because there's no cussing in heaven. Right. But then, <laughs> but then you're not going to fucking care. Okay. I'm going to rate this wine. I spent three days composing a response to somebody off and on, not like 
three full work days. Like I was doing other stuff in between, but three days working on a response to somebody's email. And when I finally get it finished, I am in the middle of proofreading it and I've already made a couple of edits when I accidentally press whatever it is on the keyboard that automatically sends emails. And I go check my sent folder to continue checking it and see quite a few other things I would have edited. But overall, the message gets across. I'm just really, really annoyed I didn't get to make it perfect. About a 7.5. I really like this one. It didn't, it doesn't knock my socks off or anything, but I really enjoy the taste of it. You could drink it for lengthy periods of time. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that it gets a, a little like bonus for that. Yeah, nothing like super special, just really what well, you said, easy to drink. Yeah, it's like a bouquet of flavors. Yeah. I like it. It's like a woman with a soft voice. <laughs> Agreeable. What does that make me I- incompetent? Yet yeah, incompetent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kelsey, I think if you're if you were a wine, you'd be like a dry red. Hell yeah, I would. Serious, but a party. <laughs> <laughs> Strong yet dry. Um. All right, I'm gonna rate this. I am responding with an answer I've already given, but I'm being very assertive, so I'm very proud of myself on Slack. And I push enter too soon. <laughs> And I panic and I scream the F word and I look down and I'm like, oh, that's right. I set my settings to enter to just go to the next line and not send. Thank God I know me so well. I'm going to do an eight. I actually really like it. I think it is a bouquet of flavor. I would buy again. That is a damn good eight. Thank you. How do you turn that setting on? Is that like a Slack specific setting? Can I get this on Teams? Because your girl needs it. Possibly. I went to just, I went to preferences and it was like, how do you want to send? Do you want enter to be send? Or do you want to go and take the mouse and go to the little file and then click send? And that's how it ends. Like the type of send where it makes it impossible for your cat to react to somebody's Instagram story. Yes. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah. I have a thought on that after my rating. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to rate this. I spent only 10 minutes constructing the perfect email to a male that I need something from and I was very concise and I'm very proud of what I wrote and I know it's going to get me what I want in a timely fashion but I had I needed to include an attachment and I did put a line in there that said, please see attached. And I did not oh, attach it. No. And I sent it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not even going to say, I'll oh, use it like a picture of your butt or something on accident. <laughs> no. And he read it higher than that. So I then sent another email directly after that, replying to my own email. Yep. <laughs> including the attachment, saying, apologies, here is the attachment. <laughs> And then he responds two minutes after that that says, got it, 
we'll get it to you by this afternoon. Perfect. It's like an eight. That's good. Nice. It's a stressful situation now. It is. Because it was almost perfect. <laughs> the vibe was going strong. Yeah. And then cut short. <laughs> what was your comment to Kelsey's? Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so I just think that it should, there should really be a setting on anything mm-hmm. where you can turn on, like, if you press this specific button, a pop-up comes up and it fills your whole screen in bold black letters. Are you sure you wanted to press that? And then when you say yes, it says a second question, which is, have you been drinking or smoking? (laughs) And then after that is like the final, okay, are you sure? Yeah. You get through three screens. Yeah. Dude, like the sober password. I saw, okay. It is, it is 11 o'clock, 1130 on a Friday night, Saturday night. Yeah. You're clicking buy now. You're on Instagram. <laughs> What's your sober password? They, it changes every day. So if you didn't memorize it today, you don't you're not sober, you don't know. There it. should also be in Instagram a stalking mode where you cannot like people's pictures. Yes. Yes. Disable I, liking pictures. Oh, like it locks your account. No, you can get in. You just can't like pictures. Yeah, like you can't like do anything. Comment, yeah. like, respond to stories until you get it until you get a certain password and you say when do you want this password to be sent? Oh, tomorrow at ten a.m. And you also can't be like when you watch somebody's stories, they can't see that you watched it. Yes. Or we can just install breathalyzers on our phones, and the whole phone won't work. I do this sober. <laughs> Let's uh let's open our second bottle. Nice. We can dig into that some more if you want. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Do you guys want to play now with playtime? Yeah, I would love to play with playtime blonde. Blondes have more fun. I hear that. I don't know why I said that. I've never been blonde. Maybe so I'm just, I wouldn't know. Well, you're kind of blonde right now. No. Well, it, you know what? It is level dark blonde. Nice. So it still looks brown, but technically, I guess it's blonde. It's pretty blonde. Sweet. I'm going to try it. I've never done it before. I've always wanted to be blonde, but when I was a teenager, I was a chicken. When I was in my younger 20s, um, someone said I would look bad. That's mine. How'd you get it? That's no, hers. That mine. That's been hers the whole time. Yes. I swear. I've been you took mine, oh, and then I took it back. back. Okay. <laughs> And in my younger 20s, um, someone said it would look very badly on me. Fuck them. So I didn't, yeah, so I didn't do it. Um, But now I'm in my later 20s, and I said once again to Andy, I was like, you know what, I just really want to be blonde just once. I don't want to, like, make it until I'm, like, 80. Then I'm like, you know what I never got to do? I never got to be blonde. And it's so easy to reverse if you don't like Dude, it. Seriously. It's the easiest reverse. Yeah. You can just get a box of dark dye and dye it back. And somebody telling you that it would not look good on you is the equivalent of someone telling you, like, what hey, like what you're talking about earlier with imposter syndrome. Like, you're not you're not strong enough for that or this isn't for you. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Maybe I just want to make my own decisions okay. Maybe I just want to be a damn blonde for a minute. See if I like it. Maybe I want to look shit as a blonde and dye it back and regret. 
Maybe every person deserves that experience if they want I it. I think they do. I've had that experience, not as a blonde, but as a bad dye job. But I was like, this was an awful, awful mistake. Let's make an emergency midnight rental Walmart for some black box dye <laughs> before Thanksgiving tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean, we've all been there, dude. Uh, like, yep. do, if I can do it. Haley, you looked good as a blonde. You did. I've seen pictures. I don't think I did. <laughs> I think you did. I think red compliments you better, but you still looked good as a blonde. I looked fine. There was once where I tried to go like lighter on my hair when I was a teenager, and it was after I had already dyed it black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I didn't know that you couldn't put it on your roots when that happened. So nothing happened to the rest of my hair. And then my roots die <laughs> like very blonde. Like very blonde. That is amazing, dude. It looks so bad. All I I didn't have time to like do anything about it. I just like put dark eyeshadow on like the front of my roots and put it in a ponytail and then I didn't change it at all. <laughs> Until, like, I want to say, like, six months later. No, that's so long. There are pictures with me with just a blonde stripe in my hair. You didn't even get to the point where you're just like, I'm just going to cut above this stripe. No, I mean, at that point, I did dye it a different color. Oh, okay. Cool. We're on bottle number three, by the way. Two. Two. You did this last (laughs) Yeah, No, it was time before last. Um, I kind of introduced it, but briefly. This is a Playtime Blonde, the Chardonnay. Um, I picked this one up today because I think one of Haley, Haley is partial to Playtime's Red Blend, I yes. think. Um, we've had it a couple times in the past few years, and then I saw this Chardonnay today. Um, and it's really good. I like it. It's very different. It's another white wine that said, how dare you say that all white wines are the same? <laughs> yeah. Because it is very unique. I actually really like it a lot. I am a really big fan of this one. Yeah. I like this vineyard. Yeah. I like it. I wonder if they have other hair hair colors. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Did they have the brunettes? Yeah. Where's Where the brunettes? Are we? <laughs> well, this is you. I think it's the color of the oh, wine yeah. is what it does. No. Oh, that makes oh, sense. Yeah. Red yeah. and red and white. I so, don't I don't want a brunette colored wine. But. You want a brown wine? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, that's a chocolate wine. They're chocolate version. <laughs> I was going to say meat wine. <laughs> meat wine. Mistake wine. Mistake wine. What does it say on the back? What's causing the unique flavor? Because um, it's very unique. Playtime Blonde is a flirty Chardonnay. Bl- blonded? Blended. Wow. I'm going to bring this closer Kelsey's to me. Wasted. <laughs> I just had it like three feet away from my eyeballs. It is a Fleurie Chardonnay blended from two of our family's vineyards. The label is a tribute to the pinup stars. Yeah, we know that. They were prevalent during World War II and were adorned on very... Yep, we, we know this. Inspiration. It literally... Our listeners might not. just look it up yeah just look it up everyone sustainably farmed (laughs) nice uh it doesn't say anything about the notes too bad or anything 
Personally, I am not off imposter syndrome if you guys want to keep talking about it. We've talked about it a little bit and how it like affects women in the workplace, but how does it affect everyone individually in this group? It is the definition of my life. Anytime I go anywhere that hits hard. <laughs> if I don't if I don't if I go in like raw, like I don't know anybody, nobody, Ooh. I just like I just go somewhere. I start going there. No, no, nobody. It takes me at least a year. It takes me at least a year to, like, start opening up to people. I, okay, to go off of that, let's say I go to a party. I go in raw. I know no one, not a single human. I am my most authentic, fun, outgoing self until I see them a second time. And then I close up like a clam because I was planning on never seeing you again. Yeah. No, that's actually, (laughs) yeah, you hit it. (laughs) You hit it. I think you guys go to more uh, social gatherings than I do. It it doesn't even have to be a social gathering. Just anywhere where there are a lot of people and then you walk in and people are socializing. You didn't expect it. (laughs) So like work? Because surely that wouldn't happen at, like, the grocery store. (laughs) No. It's more like walking to a party. Like, any time I go to a party with Andy. She just said no social. It doesn't have to be a social outing. I said it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have. Okay. Like, all my examples are. I don't have to dwell on it. Let's go. Like, Andy's like, oh, let's go hang out with these people that you don't know very well. I don't. I rarely hang out with them. I walk in. Awesome. If we hang out with them, any. Any time frame within a year, I close back up. Just like shrivel up like a prune, just like all dried out. It's more like close like a like a clam, and like a chef will have to like pry me open. Like we're gonna be fucking friends. Bitch. Makes sense. I'm yeah. trying to <laughs> I'm trying to put myself in the situation since it makes perfect sense. I just don't think it has happened to me. I don't think I've had that. Ch- I don't think I've had that chance to be like, I'm never gonna see you guys again, and then I do. That hasn't happened to me. So for me, it was like, I feel like I would just shrivel up if I ever saw them again. I think also, Kelsey, just based on what I know about you, when you go into social situations like that, you are as closed off as you're going to be, whether you're never going to see them again Mm. or if you are. Because I, and based on what Haley has just said, I think when we are like, oh, we're never going to see them again, I'm going to say whatever I want and do whatever I want. I'm just going to be myself. But if then I'm like, oh, I do have to see them again fuck me yeah do i have I would, a do i have a captain's log of everything i did and said that night for real <laughs> and i wish i never went and i wish i didn't what i wasn't going now okay like yeah i mean you're probably you're probably right i'm far too critical of myself to let myself do that the best version is when you go to a social gathering you know nobody but your friend is taking you there because then in that situation, I get there, and then the only thing I'm trying to do is make my friend laugh. So I'll just say whatever, yeah. as long as they're right next to me, and they're laughing. And then I'm, like, good the whole night. But if I was to go and, like, hang out with those people without that person, sounds like a yeah, nightmare no. fuel. Totally different person. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. 
I think for me, making people laugh, though, is like if I'm standing by my friend, I have to make their friends laugh to show you're not going to regret inviting me. I used to do like, that. Please like, be happy that you took me <laughs> and checked yeah. me to go. <laughs> I get that, too. That mostly happened, like, back in my, like, dating days, if I was going to go, like, meet my boyfriend's family for the first time, then that would be, like, me making their family laugh was like, okay, so, but we're good, right? <laughs> like, I'm making your family laugh, so you have to love me more because now they love me. That's kind of like a, a like a tricky trap. Yeah, well, tricky trap. I can't use my inflections very well so i gotta (laughs) i gotta i gotta use what i got i am having trouble relating to any of this and i think i found the reason why i understand it 100 percent. i think it's because i'm the person that's inviting you so i don't have to be alone yeah in my situations yeah either and i'm going with andy or i am going with you (laughs) (laughs) okay so this is why so i've never been and you're a situation. I've invited you a lot of places. Have I said yes? What yeah, you-, you went to Louisiana for my cousin's wedding with me. Oh, yeah. That's different. How's that different? I don't know. Because we both knew no one I don't there. know. <laughs> you knew your whole family, dude. Dude, they left, like, as soon as it started. Like, the ceremony ended, and they were like, peace. And it was just me and my mom. And my brother's ex-wife sneaking sips of wine out of a like a like a drink tumbler. <laughs> yeah, your like dad. Your dad had no idea. Do you remember when we spilled it all over the floor and we wouldn't let him help clean it up? You don't need to smell it. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm just trying to fit in to what you both go through because I don't want to be left out. When in reality, I don't experience this same thing. And I think that's my See, you're yeah. experiencing imposter syndrome right now. Apparently I am. I don't belong <laughs> in this group of people who experience this one thing, and I don't. But I'm I a, get it. Yeah. I get, I get you guys. I get you so hard, I'm trying to make up stories of how this has happened to me, and it just, it just hasn't. I think I would rather be steady and the same, no matter what situation I was in. Because I feel like, Kelsey, you are that way. I will I will accept that compliment. I would rather be that because then I know I'm me the whole time instead of this elevated hyper me that's like, <laughs> you're never going to see me again and I am awesome. <laughs> and then the next time they see me, they're like, what happened to her? Oh, she realized that she has to know you people. So. <laughs> yeah. she had to seal that back up i literally <laughs> tried to drag her out of the house today but she just was kicking and screaming the whole time i just had to let her stay home you know what i found is helpful when you enter a new like like social situation is if you walk in with your sunglasses still on hell yeah dude and you make sure to, to say hi to someone before you take them off Sunglasses give you power. They do. I wish I could just wear them all the time. Megan and I were just talking about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, on Hannah's big couch. Yes. Yeah. 
about how we want to get the the sunglasses that you can wear inside because mm-hmm. they're not so dark. Yeah. Because of how much power they give you. I think it's like the the editor in chief of Vogue, or she was, and she's like above that now. She always wears these huge sunglasses that cover 75% of her face. She (laughs) never fucking takes them off. Yeah. I want to be her. It is like, it is like a power move. It is, dude. Yeah. But also, it's the perfect move for the socially awkward or anxious. Because, like, you mentioned this, and I realize I, I do this as often as possible. Even in familiar situations, not so much like coming to friends' houses, but like going to work. You never know what's going to happen. You get to your, like, office building. It's a new day every day. You never know what's going to happen. So I've realized that when I go there, it was, like, you know, over a year ago or whatever, but I will walk in the building and to my office before taking off my sunglasses. So if I encounter anybody, I have the power. Yeah. I have the control because <laughs> they can't see my eyes. Yeah, and they're also not going to talk to you because I feel like it's like a she doesn't want to be talked to yet. Quite possibly. It's a window to the soul. The soul is closed off. It's not here for you. Or if they do, it's it's more of a, like a hushed tone. Yeah. Because they're not sure. It's like, oh, hey, Kelsey, good morning. Because <laughs> they're not sure how you're going to react. So they got to be careful because I could either just like be like, oh, hey, good morning. How are you? Or be like, mm. yeah, <laughs> okay. like keep walking. <laughs> Haley, I really like this idea, especially in the terms of parties. And here's how I envision it going. And here's how I would want it to be interpreted for me. I will keep my sunglasses on at the next party. The whole time. I'm going to wait. No, never mind. I'm going to wait for a winter party before it's more impactful. (laughs) (laughs) Because I want it to be, I'm not taking my sunglasses off because you haven't, you the host you haven't convinced me yet that i should stay Damn. Ooh, that made me sweat a little bit dude yep <laughs> you haven't convinced me yet that i should stay so i'm ready to leave ouch how confident are you that you'll be able to follow through with that i'm gonna need like to wear the best fucking outfit i'm gonna need to look megan has so awesome and rude at the same time yes megan i feel like has a visible tension on her face right now over what she has just committed to doing i am excited and nervous <laughs> you you reminded me of somebody that we all know uh so jared's brother jared's one of our friends his brother is like Everybody makes jokes about how successful he is and, like, confident. Like, that's how successful and confident he is. Mm -hmm. We make jokes about it because nobody else is (laughs) on his level or close. Right. So whenever he enters the party that I am also at, all he does is stand. I have never seen that motherfucker sit. Oh. Unless he's at work because we're one of his clients. (laughs) All he fucking does is stand and he just stays while he's having a good time. He makes his little quips and sometimes he'll stand there for like two hours, dude, but he doesn't fucking sit down and then he just leaves and everybody's like, that's a cool dude. (laughs) 
does he Dude. keep his sunglasses on no but he just stands there it's another power move i wonder Dude, what yeah. would happen if you did both if you kept your sunglasses on and you just stood there that might be a little too then you're like a statue yeah that's what, what i'm thinking i think you need to pick one and go with it because then you're just being antisocial at what point. if yeah. you had no 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 i'm sorry i meant like you would be socializing but still wearing your sunglasses to megan's point you're ready to leave at any time mm, i think you need to pick one if you're gonna if you're gonna have the sunglasses on i think you need to be like sitting down with a drink that you brought <laughs> And snacks that you yeah. brought also. <laughs> You're and, already drinking it when you came in the door. And then you just need to sit there on their nice chair, not the sofa, the chair, because you don't want to sit mm. near anybody else in a corner where you can see the whole room. Sunglasses still on, like, I am ready to leave, and I'm not a part of you yet. Because I've chosen not to be. But also, if you stand, it's like, I am here, but I'm clearly not staying because you haven't convinced me to sit down and enjoy your company longer than necessary. It's making me sweat again. That's a little, I think that's a little too intense for me. It's a power trip. I know. I think I my, always wanted to have this personality and I just, I naturally don't. I need to develop it. Yeah. And practice is the best way. <laughs> I'm way too, oh my God, hey, I missed you. <laughs> but that's, when you do that, you're in a safe space because you do that around us do and we're so need, happy to see you all the time. I've never seen you do that in, like, public, public. Okay. I would... Here's what I want next. I want to do this at a party, and I want you guys to walk in and be like, you're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Can we get a scale? Yep. A custom scale for this lovely, lovely wine that... It's good. I'd like to buy it again. I kind of want to just drink another full glass of those. Can yeah? Well, we have. If mine is shit, I say let's dump it. It's not gonna be in the carpet. It's let's <laughs> pour another glass of this. So mine was playtime. Megan's is party time. Hell yeah! Because mm. it's uh, prosecco. I got a bubbly uh, one. We're recording on Friday this time, dude. I, I almost got a champagne. <laughs> Nobody has to be up in the morning. Thank the Lord. Well, yes. Okay, so on a scale of, I have a pet rock and I named it Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) And I kept it in my front yard and the neighborhood (laughs) children picked it up and he threw it through my neighbor's window so not only does Jeremy get a bad rap, but I no longer have him because he's through my other neighbor's window. Oh. To my life is a video game, and I'm the main character, but every time somebody tries to control me, <laughs> I go, no, no. <laughs> and I just do whatever I want. No, no. <laughs> and it's a video game, so my possibil- possibilities are limitless in terms of the way that I can move. That's awesome. I feel like that's how life is. And we just choose not to do. I mean, nobody can, like, 
run on top of trees. You you literally you cannot double jump. Yeah. You can't <laughs> jump and then jump again midair. So in this game, Haley would be able to triple jump. Yeah. Or it's a whatever. Or it's like zero G. It's anything. Yeah. Quadruple jump. Also, Haley, I'm so proud of you. You're doing so good without your notes. Thank you. (laughs) I've been practicing in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. I got one. I'm going to rate this. I have a pet rock. And I sarcastically picked it randomly from outside and wrote on it, my pet rock. No name. I sarcastically (laughs) wrote my pet rock. But it makes my niece and nephew so jealous that I have a pet rock because it is labeled my pet rock that they fight over it every single time they come over and I get to lord it over them. (laughs) That I have a pet rock and they don't. I'm going to rate it a 10. <laughs> I like it. Megan, Megan likes playtime and lording over small children. <laughs> With her pet rock. This is, an- this is competitive <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Welcome to the table, competitive Megan. Thank you. It's good to be here. I need to take you to Vegas. I think uh, I think I would not do well. I think competitive Megan can practice a lower tenor. You think so? Yes, I do. Mm. Do you know so? You show up at the poker table wearing your fucking sunglasses, chewing Mm. a stick of gum. Competitive Megan on the forefront. Yeah, you come back a millionaire. Do I need to like? Okay, I would need like an Eve Saint Laurent bag. A Burberry trench coat and a Discover card because I don't have the money to back that up. <laughs> but I would look like I did. That's an interesting story. That's actually um, my aunt had a pet rock where she sarcastically wrote my pet rock. And me and my brother would fight over that fucking rock. <laughs> Kids are dumb, dude. Story, but from a different perspective. Yeah. So it went from like a zero to a ten. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot better than realizing. Okay. I used to fight over a rock. Those are okay. everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to take inspiration from you and also rate this based off of a true story, but from a different point of view. Perfect. Okay. I love it. I'm going to rate this wine. I'm a kid and I live on a cul de sac, and there's other kids around my age on the cul de sac. And on the weekends, we all like to get together and hang out. But for some reason, no one really likes me that much. And I don't know why. And we will often ride bikes. And every time we do, I force people to follow me in a line because it's really fun if I'm the leader. And we're just all going around on our bikes. And then one day, we're doing this. And we're going pretty fast in a line. And I slam on my brakes to the point where all of the bikes behind me pile up onto me and the person one of my friends at the back literally flies off of her bike at the collision but I don't notice it and I keep riding and I run over her arm oh my god, oh my god. 
<laughs> while she's laid out on the ground. But it's okay. She's fine. Like, no blood, no broken bones. She's just a little mad at me. But it's fine because I'm the leader. And I'm the best little kid here. And a 9.5. Were you the little girl that Were flew you? and got her? No. Oh. But it was my best friend and she ran into my bike because oh. I was second to the back and I slammed on my brakes she hit me and flew like three bike lengths and this little girl who I'm sure is a wonderful human being now but we hated her <laughs> when she was a kid just like wasn't paying attention and like okay well off again we go and she didn't see my best friend lying on the ground in front of her and she just ran over her arm with her bike she might have also done that on purpose she might have dude she said it was an accident but who knows kids suck oh no let me tell you evil dude in air quotes and i want you to hear my air quotes i once pushed my brother over and then stepped on his arm and crushed it because I thought <laughs> he was the carpet. The excuse I gave to my mom. The excuse I gave to my mom when he started screaming in pain. He thought so, my brother was the carpet. You can't be mad at that. Yeah. That was like the same day I told him to bite a jump rope and then I pulled it really hard and pulled his teeth out. Dude, last time you were talking shit about your brother. Literally one of your one of your episode notes was all the shit my brother did to me or threw at me or something. You Those were are just teenage days. These are kid days. These are different. No, oh, yeah, so they're excused. <laughs> Hell yeah, I was eight <laughs> years old. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just saying she knew. Go ahead. <laughs> right, well, I'm going to take... I'm going to take my inspiration from Kelsey's story. <laughs> okay. This is the weirdest game ever. <laughs> I like it, though. All right, so I am a kid, and I'm just doing my kid thing. I'm riding my bike. This other kid on my street comes up to me and says, Hey, you and your friend right next to you, your neighbor? I'm like, Yeah. They're like, They said you're not friends. <gasps> and then they ride away. And then I just sit with that on my bike for a while. And then I just start going again. And I see that friend on her bike. And then she comes up to me. She's like, hey. What's up? I say, hey. This person said that you said that we're not friends. And then she says, uh. And then I say, did you say that? And then she says, uh. Yeah. And then I say, if you don't want to be friends, that's fine. And then she says, okay. And then I say, okay. And then I ride my bike away. And then two days later, I'm in my backyard, and that girl comes out. And she comes up to the fence. Uh And I put her nose through the grating. And she goes, hey. (laughs) 
And then I go, what? <laughs> and then she goes, you know that thing we were talking about? <laughs> and then I go, yeah. And then she goes, I, I kind of want to be friends again. And then I say, go fuck yourself. And then I go back inside. <laughs> was that a 100% true story? It was true up until the last part. The fuck part? Up until I said, go fuck yourself. What I actually said was, okay. And then I went to her house. Because <laughs> you were a little kid? Yeah. That sounds That's like a cool. little kid thing. Well, would you rate that? The fuck yourself rating. It was 10. Nice. So 10, yeah. I like that as well. All right. I feel, I feel pressure to up mine to a 10 now. <laughs> Don't feel pressure. It's so good. It's so good. It's very good. It is hard. It's still but, hard to rate a white wine it, a ten, it, but that's really good. Is, that's actually yeah. the second ten that we've given a white yeah. wine. That's why I was like hesitant to do it because we've only given a ten to one red wine. So it's like we're just gonna like throw tens around. Like if you if if in your subconscious it doesn't feel like it deserves an all around ten ten ten. I was. Mm-hmm. I say. I say. Safe it. I. I did. I, I had a little bit of hesitancy. I wanted to, but something held me back. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know something greater is coming. You know something greater is coming. Bubbly? I doubt it, but let's go get it. (laughs) I think it's time for wine number three. Wine number tres. Numero tres. It's the party wine. It's Mm. Gran Passion. Passion? I think it means great great passion. It's a Prosecco. It's an Italian sparkling wine. I got a sparkling wine because it's Friday and it's party time. And I also like the... Oh! It was so loud. Dude, you were so cool about that. (laughs) Sorry. And I also like that. That scared me. (laughs) How, How did you do that? That was so badass. It, it really was because even if I was the one opening that, it still would have made me scream. I think it has to do with... Um, I was opening it... <gasps> fuck. I was opening it... <laughs> How much is on the carpet? Not any. Nice. That was it's very close. The it's all in the towel. That's why the towel is there. Yeah, not to absorb sound at all, but to catch the wine droplets. Yep. Um, I think it has to do with I could tell when it was going to pop open because I could feel it. <laughs> But that's not it. I'm just a hard ass. That's awesome. <laughs> Might as well be wearing sunglasses right now. Yep. Yeah. Dude, the next time we record, it's just going to be all sunglasses. I mean, do you want me to get some for you? There's like a thousand pairs right there. I just feel like it's going to be really uncomfortable with the headphones. Yeah, probably. Maybe that's how we should like record YouTube videos. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Just, just hide, hide behind the power trip. Yep. Yeah. That's fine. Thank you. This is a nice bathtub wine. <laughs> it is a bathtub wine. I would drink this in the bathtub. I bet it goes great with, like, the smell of lavender and eucalyptus. And the feel of bubbles on your body as well as inside your mouth. Yeah. This is what I would pop in the bathtub after quitting my job. Mm. It'd be a good, like, job quitting. 
that's thing. like that's like a 10 rating mm. yeah that's a nice rating <laughs> and you didn't even mean to be a rating <laughs> yeah yeah the I, only thing i did after quitting my job that i hated five years ago was stop being so damn depressed which was also a 10 it's a pretty good 10 i am no longer damn depressed solid so solid. damn depressed <laughs> yeah. all the time uh yeah no longer so angry um lots of things never occurred to me to have some champagne in a bubble bath didn't need to do you know what feels good hmm. hard decisions that you can't go back on <laughs> i need an example before i go yeah like, <laughs> like quitting your job that you have hated for however long oh and you just like you just bit the bullet and did it and now it feels amazing hmm dude like moving or like you broke up with somebody that you hated yeah dude <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes yeah we've already talked about hating somebody that you're with <laughs> Just like waking up, feeling like, hmm, we have, I hate you. <laughs> we have, but what this reminded me of is because I obviously like the first example you gave was related to a true story I just shared, like quitting your job and you're like breaking up with somebody that you don't want to be with, and yeah, like I think the shittiest part about those decisions is just the build up to them. It is, yeah. But when you actually make the decision, then you're free. I'm it's like you're free. sad for a second because they're sad or yeah if you're leaving a job then you're sad yeah. because they're, they like kind of made you feel bad about it for a second and then you get out into the world for 10 minutes and then you're like it's like the biggest endorphin rush of your life it <laughs> it's is freedom dude. and then 12 years later you find yourself giving somebody else advice on how to break up with somebody that happened recently it did yeah I over I was at my chiropractor's office this week. <laughs> I'm so excited for this story already. It's a really small room. They have multiple tables to get um, the stem treatment done, and there's multiple tables to like get your adjustment done. But if you're in this room and you're talking, you're going to be heard by every single person that's in there. There's no privacy, right? And I've been going there for a couple of months, so I've gotten a little bit comfortable with my surroundings. But earlier this week, I was lying on one of the beds getting my stem done, and there's nothing to do because I'm not going to sit there with my phone above me because it's going to fall out of my hands and hit me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and also, why? Like, let's just take 10 minutes and just chill, right? And I was overhearing one of the other patients who I've seen there so many times that I learned their name just by hearing other people say it. And I heard him talking to the girl that does the, like that hooks you up to the stem. And I, I couldn't really hear him, but I could hear her. She is 21. And I could tell that they were talking about how he wanted to break up with his girlfriend, but they'd already said, I love you. Aww. <laughs> and well, now it's too late. I Get know. married. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I 
have a ton of kids you don't want with a person you don't want to be with. And how it's going to be. So I could just like hear it in his tone of voice. And she was just like, you got to do it. Like, you just got to do it. Like, you can't wait. And something else was said, and I was eavesdropping, obviously, that made me scoff on accident, like out loud. Like, I was listening and I went, <laughs> I was like, fuck, I didn't mean to do that. Okay, now I need to interject myself into the conversation to not make it weird. I don't know if that was the right thing to do. So I said, like, one thing. I think what I said was just like, yeah, man, like, it'll suck, but like, just do it. It'll be fine. Someone was feeling very chill then. <laughs> Get, well, getting uh, adjusted relieves my anxiety. That's me in a very good... Oh, maybe I need an adjustment. Maybe that's my problem. <laughs> you need hundreds of them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I will say that's true. Good yes. Um, anyways, so I felt bad for... Not for eavesdropping... Like, don't talk if you don't want to be listened to. Yeah. Right. But I felt bad for how I entered myself to that conversation. No. <laughs> then a couple days later, we were there again at the same time. And I could hear them talking about it again. And this time, I just, like, tried to keep to myself, but, I, like, couldn't. And the next thing I know, I'm looking over there. And I'm like, is it done? And, and the girl, the tech, was like, yeah, he did it. And he's, like, laying right there. And I'm like, good job. I'm proud of you. He's laying there? Yeah, with their beds, you're getting, like, electricity pumped into your muscles. Okay. In my head, these were two people that worked there. No. One of them <laughs> okay. was a, the, the dude is a patient there. Oh, okay. The girl, the girl is the, it does work there. Kelsey. That's a weird yeah. relationship to have with your chiropractor. Yeah. I don't know why, but as you describe this scenario, I'm thinking of like a sitcom that's very similar to Community, except taking place <laughs> at a community college. It takes place in a chiropractor's office once a week. <laughs> I don't think it's weird. She's not a chiropractor. She just hooks you up to your, like, whatever it's it called. It doesn't matter. Still, she still works there. You're like, oh, I go to this chiropractor's office. Yeah, the girl that hooks me up to the machine gives me life advice. <laughs> That's a little weird. The lady that's next to me after she gets adjusted and she's on the on the pulse therapy, she also gives me advice. And God damn it, this is weird. It is so weird. <laughs> it's not like she's, she's a hairdresser. It's like some weird indie movie that like a teenager wrote. <laughs> Shit, dude. Where do I go that's not school? The chiropractor's office? They taught me how to break up with my girlfriend? Okay, this is weird. It is. But you know what, though? I didn't realize it because I wasn't the one fucking doing it. I'm just listening. It was like, oh, two friends. Do, no, you inserted yourself. You're a part of it now. <laughs> you got a credit. You are credited as life advice number three. <laughs> Actually, I might be credited as girl in elevator. Girl in elevator. Because that second day... He left before I did, and I was at, like, a few minutes after. And I was super, super hoping we weren't going to run into each other again, but we did. In the elevator, because I came around the corner right as it was closing, he was like, oh, are you coming in? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I guess. Yes, I guess. <laughs> now, get this, guys. Already had my sunglasses on. Nice. Put them on walking down the hallway before I even got to the elevator. So the inside. Yeah. 
You put them on in the hallway before I got to the elevator. So you were power moving. Badass bitch. I, I, before I, yes, I didn't even know. I, maybe my subconscious was like, you could potentially run into him because he just left a couple minutes ago, but hopefully you won't. But I put them on in the hallway, got to the elevator. He was like, oh, are you coming down? I was like, yeah. He like held the door for me. I got in. I went to my little corner, just stood there. He goes, <laughs> uh, he just goes, um, hey, so like, like, thanks for what you said a couple days ago. Oh my god, he took it to heart. He did, which was, and I accidentally omitted this, which was, oh no, no, it was, it was just, it was just the, just do it, you'll feel better. Like, get over with thing. Like, Mm -hmm. looking back on my past experiences of wanting to break up with somebody so bad that it made me so fucking depressed. Yeah. I just put it off forever, but when I finally did it, I was like, this is what being alive feels like. (laughs) So he thanks me in the elevator. And I just went, yeah, I mean, you're welcome. I'm glad it worked out. Um, also, I'm super sorry for eavesdropping. I'm glad you weren't offended by it. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. It's fine. And then we just, like, kind of talked about it for a second, and it was really awkward. But I think I looked and sounded like a badass because I had my sunglasses on. I'm picturing this guy being, like, 19 years old. He might be. Okay. I cannot tell. I've been trying to figure it out. But by the way he acts, I think he might be 19 or 20. If you're taking strangers' advice about how to break up with somebody that you don't like. You're definitely on your parents' insurance still. Yeah. Possibly. (laughs) You're Um, a sub-25. And also, I feel like I was just weird throughout the entire situation. From the moment it started, like a couple days prior, and the fact that he thought that I was cool makes me think that he was really young. It is interesting in these moments how you don't get imposter syndrome. Well, I think it's when that's when you are the imposter. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. But if somebody else is going through something that, like, clearly, I mean, they definitely feel like they're an imposter. If you're with somebody you don't want to be with, then you're like the most imposterish imposter of all. So anybody mm-hmm. that comes in and says anything definite in your presence, they're gonna look like a badass to you. And I'm really yeah. thankful that that happened to me because I was eavesdropping and interjecting in a conversation that was none of my business on accident so and i still came out of it looking like a badass do you know what though it's the sunnies it's the sunnies what friendship has ever made from not just interjecting yourself where you weren't asked to be oh fuck um so you have point. you have to yeah. imposter syndrome yourself yeah, you have to be an imposter for a second so that maybe one day you won't be. Oh, and you'll, you you will be added to the group. Yeah. Then someone else will imposter to you. And you'll be like, I see what you're doing. I did the same thing. I respect it. Yeah. Respect the other imposters once you have been respected. As an imposter. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone's sus. Um, Haley, can we get a custom scale? You can. I wrote one down. 
Does it say zero to ten? There is a box with a zero, and then it's like there's a ten. Uh, be careful! You you didn't leave a note that says start at zero. I know, but that's just kind of like the way that you read is like top to bottom. Okay. If you think you got this, wow. <laughs> On a scale of, I've I would been like transported. To, I would like to go put some sunglasses on now. <laughs> scale of, I've been transported to the Victorian era. Mm. And my betrothed turns out to be gay and won't sleep with me. But if I say anything about it, he will be murdered. <laughs> That's sucks. fair. Yeah. Okay. Two... So essentially, that zero is... That's a zero for everybody. I don't get any for the rest of my life. <laughs> but I also don't want my bestie to be murdered. Yeah. Okay. Two, I've always wanted the ability to haunt someone from the grave. Oh, that makes a lot of And it looks like I've died. And I can now haunt whoever I want. But after said haunting... I wake up and realize I did haunt someone, but I am still alive. So whenever I go to sleep, I can haunt whoever has been pissing me off lately. That's, uh, that's a dope. good 10. That's a nice one. Very dope. I, so. I would want to be like super poltergeisty. Also, mm. in Victorian age, they would like murder gay people? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's fucked. I mean, wouldn't they? I mean, it, you so- know, it sounds that, like it tracks. That does make sense, yeah. Or at least, like, be put in prison. I mean, I, I've seen Downton Abbey. I've, I, I know what happens to Thomas. He struggles. I mean, he's a dick, but... Yeah. I sympathize. All right. I wrote down also my rating. Because we cannot trust our intoxicated brains. We can't. And it, <laughs> it popped into my head um, when we started the segment, and I didn't want to forget it. Okay. So I write this, I write drinking this sparkling Prosecco in my bathtub, listening to Edith Piaf music, you know, no, no, sorry, <laughs> um, Ren- Renderian or whatever, Don. Je ne regrette rien. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I have a a much clearer picture now. Still don't know what that song is, but you sang it beautifully. Thank you. I'm going to play it um, after we end this podcast. So it's me drinking champagne in a bathtub, listening to Edith Piaf. And it literally translates to regrets. I have no regrets. Uh, I knew I recognized that. Um, and trying to make a friend through text, because we haven't hung out in a few years, and me um, waiting until appropriate times. We were supposed to go out later, and then, you know, I text her, and she doesn't text me back for three hours, and then she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got distracted, and I'm painting. And then you're like, oh, no, it's cool. Just let me know when you're ready. And then she forgets again until, like, 
much later. And then she's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. But then you see on her Instagram story that she did go hang out that night, but she's not with <laughs> you. Um, but it doesn't matter because you got fucking besties that hung out with you later that day when you said, hey, I'm tipsy. Come over. <laughs> I'm going to rate her a seven, would drink again, would not live again. (laughs) That is pretty solid. It's very solid. (laughs) I am going to rate this party wine. I don't work out in any form or fashion. And I get invited to try boxing. (laughs) And I say yes. And... I make it through the entire class without dying or vomiting, but it really fucking sucked. Uh, but the person that invited me was really proud because it, mostly because I didn't vomit. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Um, and yeah, overall it goes really well. But when I get back to my car, I'm just like super nauseous and I don't feel well. But I. I managed to not vomit, but I just, like, feel like shit until sometime into the next day. I'm going to say about a seven. Was that a true story? Halfway true. Did go boxing before I was ever exercising at all. Did make it through without vomiting. Didn't feel like shit. Nice. Yeah. It's a triumph. It was. She was so impressed that I didn't throw up. Apparently, every person she brought for the first time vomited. (laughs) Yeah. What were you doing? Uh, Lots and lots of just moving without stopping for about an hour. Like jumping, not jumping, but like footwork. So you're like moving back and forth and your Mm -hmm. heart rate's getting really high and there's like no breaks. If you like, you don't fucking stop. If you keep inviting someone to go boxing with you and all of your friends keep vomiting, what are you just going through the friends to find out who's not going to (laughs) vomit so they can box with me? (laughs) Or are you going through like, how many friends can I vomit until someone stops vomiting? How many friends can I get to come with me and vomit their guts up? It sounds like I was a winner in some form or fashion. We just don't know which one. That is a weird thing to do to your friends. Dude, were you like a study piece? Like a psychology dissertation. Like, I took this many people to go boxing with me. Here's how many people vomited, and here's how many people returned. Here's how many people didn't vomit, and here's how many people returned. All the way across zero. Except for the vomiting part. Yeah, everyone who vomited didn't return, and everyone who didn't vomit apparently didn't return. (laughs) Also true. So it doesn't matter if you vomit or not when you work out. No one's going to come back. (laughs) just wasn't for me. I had a rating in my head, and it it left in the middle of that story. (laughs) I'm going to rate this. It's winter. Mm. That's it. I'm just kidding. I was being transported. <laughs> it's a winter. I'm in Colorado. I'm in a cabin. The heating goes out, and I'm snowed in, but there's plenty of firewood. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of wine. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Plenty of food. That, too. That will last me through the whole storm. 
and it's literally like the snow is coming up to like halfway where the door opens like you open the door and you just see half a wall of snow and i know that because i opened the door i saw half a wall of snow and then my dog bust through the snow (laughs) into the house didn't know she was outside (laughs) (laughs) you were her you didn't know she was outside? I did not know she was outside. She that- probably also didn't know she was outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God damn, this room's cold. <laughs> Why does mom keep it so cold in the bedroom? <laughs> okay. That is my rating. <laughs> No number. <laughs> it sounds like it's like a it's like a seven point eight. That's what I thought because yeah. like everything is great except for now you have wet snow everywhere. Yeah, everything's great until something was almost not great because you didn't realize that your dog wasn't inside, and they yeah. could have been out there dying, and you just happened to open the door, yeah. and just happened to come inside. And that's one of those situations that can make you just start bawling. Yeah, you feel terrible because your your exactly. dog could have died, but it didn't. And they're just sitting yeah, there licking your fine. face because they're a dumb dog, and they're just <laughs> licking you and kissing you, just like being dumb. And they're fine. It's a perfect, perfect seven point eight. Are you outside if you're nowhere near a building to be inside? What? What? I don't know. <laughs> Like, do you live outside? If you live no. outside, you, are you outside? <laughs> okay, so, like, for people who, like, lived in huts and they were always in the elements, were they outside or was outside developed when there was an inside? I think that if you just lived in a hut, you weren't outside, but when you're inside, you were inside. <laughs> because now there's an outside. Yeah. Because yeah. you're primarily now, today, inside. Unless you go outside. That's the I, that's the the prime factor, I think, because where do you spend most of your time? If you live in a hut where you just have a bed in there, like a teepee, yeah. just like a tent, basically. So it's like where you're living. So like if you're living inside, you go outside. Yeah. But if you're outside and you're nowhere near being inside... Yeah. Are you outside? What's a special thing? You're all, you and all your friends are outside, but you're just living, right? You're just, you're where you are. Yeah. And you're like, hey, you know what would be fun? Let's all go inside. <laughs> we never go inside. We never go inside anymore. Let's all just like go inside together. Bring some clothes, stagnant air, and some germs. That's good for you. I don't know why this is making me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like, I mean, to your point though, Megan, I don't think outside was invented until there was an inside. That's what I'm. Th- okay, that's I, what I'm thinking. There would be no reason for there to be. But how because, long? Because there's just existing. Right? How long? Really went until there was an inside. Yeah. All humans. I mean, there's always be- caves, right? Yeah, there's caves, and also human in forests only needs to be alive for maybe three hours until they're like, hmm, I don't like wet. Let me build something to keep wet off. Which brings another question. 
if you're in a cave now, are you inside or are you outside? <laughs> Megan, do you want to shut this shit down? <laughs> I'm sorry right to now. bring it up because my brain is right now broken up for that. Oh my god, Haley, yes. And that's gonna do it for us today. Thank you so much for, for listening to the Weird Sisters podcast. <laughs> we hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy creating it for you. You can download our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or our website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please remember to send in your questions and awkward situations through our email, hello at theweirdsisterspodcast.com. And remember to connect with us through our Instagram at theweirdsisterspodcast. And thank you, as always, to the Crying Daycare Choir for letting us use their song, Fuck It, I'm a Flower, from their album, Wilting, Rooting, Yeah, that I sounds have. right to me. I haven't. This is the first time I've done it without reading it. Yep, you got it right. Nice. Nailed it. Yup. Yup. This has been Megan, Kelsey, and Ailey. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Growing taller every day, getting greener by the hour, and I don't care what people say. For all the me's and the you's and the we's and the who's and the all for one, one for all, people have the power. Fuck it, I'm a flower. Yeah, but how harmful is it if you say it with an upward infliction and a soft voice? (laughs) I think you're an asshole. All right, incompetent bitch. (laughs) Hey, fucker. Why are you staring at me? No reason, Minnie Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This might be our most serious episode. I think so, too.